everybody, this is Patty Negri. Welcome to the Witching Hour. Yes, the hour of the day when the veil is thin and magic happens. I've got some great magic for you today. Not only is he my best friend, he's king of the vampires. He's the creator of the Endless Night Vampire Ball. He is a master fangsmith and my best friend. And it's his birthday. Yes, the one and only Father Sebastian. Yep, here on my show. That's why I'm wearing my vampire finest. But before I bring on Father Sebastian... Where's Patty? Where's Patty? Gotta look, because I might be flying up there either on my broom or the way vampires do it. My bat wings, my broom, it's hard to say. But if you are listening to this on the week we first drop, which is the week of January 23rd, 2023, I'm home. I'm still home. January, I am home. So you can join me on Tuesday tomorrow night, if it's you're watching on Monday, I'm going to be teaching a class on Manifestation Part 2. Now, if you didn't watch Manifestation Part 1 last week, you can get it and you can watch it because this month is all about manifestation. And I'm going to bring that back big time when we get to magic. On Wednesday, you know where to be with a popcorn in hand, drink in hand, wrapped up in your witch's movie coven blanket and watching or listening to the Witches Movie Coven live on YouTube, where you guys get to participate with me and some of my witchy bestie movie friends, Heather and Jason and Richard Layal and Courtney, and we talk all things movies. We want your opinion, wands up, wands down, and we never agree. So it makes it extra, extra fun. So that's on Wednesday. Other than that, I am in town. In next month, we have the Vampire Ball, which we will talk about shortly. So February 19th, if you are in L.A. or want to get here, believe me, people travel the world to go to these balls, and they are worth it. February 19th is the Endless Night Vampire Ball in Los Angeles. Go to EndlessNight.com to find about it. I'm always a major part of that. You will see me on stage and doing all sorts of fun things upstairs, downstairs. Last year, I actually married Father Sebastian. I mean, I officiated the wedding of Father Sebastian and his wife, Lindsay. So you never know what you're going to get, but we do have that Jean Loves Jezebel as our band this year. Remember them? Go back a decade or two or three. Um, anyway, great goth band. So that is February 23rd. And then join me on the high seas for the dark water cruise to the Caribbean. Yep, lots to do. Now, I've got a bunch of things just booking. I even mentioned last week, Pacific Coast Paracon, the Witches Ball I'm doing now in Texas, Darkwater Paracon, Massachusetts Paracon. And it's way too much for me to put in my little brain right now. So make sure that you subscribe to my newsletter at pattynegri.com. Make sure that you follow me on social media, all the social medias. I'm now verified everywhere except for TikTok and now most of my fakes are on TikTok. So um, Patty Negri Psychic Medium on Twitter and Instagram, look for the blue check. And I promise I won't connect you, but you could follow me and what I'm doing because I would love to meet you in person and or on Zoom. So all sorts of fun things coming up. Um, and to do that, whether you're on video together, you need some merch, right? Yeah, you do. You need some you need a witch's movie coven blanket. You need a, a willow t-shirt. <laughs> and you can get that at mysterycontrol.com because it's all about merch, right? Who doesn't want to go shopping? Mysterycontrol.com. That's it. That's Worst Patty. I am right here. Hi, everybody. Yeah, you could tell by that yawn. It is time for the Willow Report. Yep, the Willow Report. This beautiful little princess, this beautiful little girl. She's such a cuddler. Her and Grace lately in this cold January weather have just cute overload times. Overload. Cuddle, play, nuzzle, clean, lick. But enough of that, because you know what it is? It is time to start training. Yes, yes, we are now six months away from the Wiener Nationals. Yes, the racing wiener, that fast, fast willow that we talked about last summer and how fast she was until she went the wrong way. So we have six months to teach her how to keep the speed but not turn around halfway. So willow, I'm a winner, I'm a runner, I'm a wiener. I'm a winner wiener. I'm a winner wiener runner. Can you say that? 
I go straight. I go straight. I don't turn around. Yeah, she did it everywhere. We did a lot of TV promos. So at KTLA News, local news station, she's running. She's in the lead. And she turns around. And then we did another test ride. And she did it. And she's in the lead. And she turns around. But I'm like, okay, no, she's going to be great when we get to the racetrack. We're going to be at Los Alamitos. You sleepy or what? Are you just talking? We if see if we put some voice in there, it looked like she'd be going, Yes, yes. Um, so anyway, I'm like, okay, we're gonna have the crowd, thousands of people, the big horse track and the dirt. She's gonna run like the wind, of which she did. And halfway, ah, I've got things like you today, Willow. Look at we got matching things. Anyway, yes, of course, she turned around halfway. The crowd loved it. We want to win the doghouse shaped like a wiener schnitzel hot dog. And the only way you could win the doghouse shaped like a wiener schnitzel hot dog stand is to win. So we got to win. I'm a winner. I'm a wiener. I'm a runner. I go straight. I'm a wiener. I've got to come up with a chant. I've got to come up with a spell. I've got to come up with magic. I've got to come up with some practice. So that's the Willow Report for today is... We're going into training mode. She already eats healthy. She's already the most active girl in the world. Now it's learning how to go straight. Anyway, wish us well. And I hope to see you if you're in the area at Los Alamitos Race Course in July. Because we're going to have the fastest wiener in the West. Willow, the fastest wiener in the West. WWW. See you next time. Should we bring on Grace next time? Maybe. Okay, for this week's magic lesson, we're going to talk dragons. The secret weapon to everything, or your magic wand to everything. Since I seem to have made January Manifestation Month, and last week we talked about manifestation, I'm teaching manifestation classes, almost everybody did New Year's resolutions. You want to know the single best helper that I know in helping you manifest? It's a dragon. Yep, yep. Very fancy dragon. Scary, isn't it? Ah! <laughs> so I'm going to teach you how to create a dragon, your very own dragon. Um, get yourself a dragon. It doesn't have to be fancy. I actually use the, the least expensive, cheapest, funniest, cutest little dragons I can get because it cracks me up when I know how many like A-list movie stars and politicians and sports stars have this little dragon sitting on their altar or by their bed. But get yourself some kind of a dragon. But it can't just be a picture of a dragon or a tattoo of a dragon. Those can represent your dragon. You have to get something real and tangible because you're going to have to feed your dragon. So what we're going to create here is a fetish. Not like tickle my feet fetish, but a fetish like a real living entity out of an inanimate object. It's creating a spirit, a spirit of dragon. We do it all the time. The spirit of fear, the spirit of my lucky rub the Buddha, the, my cat that goes like this and the Asian star. All those things that we do, we create spirits, my lucky money tree. Um, but the spirit of dragon is powerful. They've been around forever in every culture, the Chinese dragon, the medieval dragon, mythology, religion, all this stuff. Because dragons are crossroads beasts. They're fire beasts. We love angels. Angels do great angels do two things they enlighten and they protect because they're dextral they don't even have a central side to cause shift or change but dragons live at the crossroads they literally can go from heaven to earth to heaven to earth and they live at that crossroads so if you have your very own dragon you can be your working partner to help you so okay and it doesn't have to have anything to do you don't have to be a witch you don't have to be a pagan Everybody can have a dragon because it's working with energy and spirit of earth. And you are, as of now, of earth. So you could be Christian and have a dragon. You could be an atheist and have a dragon. So no complaints. So get yourself a dragon. Um, uh, give your dragon a name. He, she, it, gender fluid, you decide. I'm just going to go Puff because I always call my sample dragons Puff. Puff the magic dragon. You want to give your dragon a job in my experience lots of experience personal assistant really is the best job because who doesn't need one and number two they could do something different every single day you're puff the magic dragon and you're my personal assistant you're going to give me a long happy life filled with love adventure money whatever health whatever it is you want 
because you are creating a real spirit, like the spirit of success or the spirit of struggle, you want to give it an end date because in 8 million years, you don't want it to be Patty's Dragon Puff because Patty's going to be somebody else somewhere else doing something else. So you puff the magic dragon, you give me a long, happy life until I pass from this lifetime or until I don't want you anymore or until I don't need you anymore. Because uh, if you throw it in the drawer one day and you go, I'm so tired of getting everything I want and having a dragon, he won't die and the dragon or she won't die. It dissipates up into the universe again. So until I don't want you or don't need you or I pass from this life, then as in any good creation story, you are going to breathe life into your dragon. Your breath, remember, is your life force. It's your pneuma. The moisture in your breath is free will. So your mouth to your dragon's mouth, breathing life. Feel that spirit. And now you're going to keep your dragon. You could do a little ritual around it. You could do a little chant. You go, dragon here, dragon now, dragon, you are mine. Dragon here, dragon now, dragon, you are fine. Do whatever ritual that you do to bring life to this little buddy, but you breathe life. So now you're going to keep your dragon somewhere that you can see it and talk to it every day, right by your bed, on your altar, next to your computer, in your kitchen, whatever that is. Because you have to tell your dragon what you want every day. I'm tired today. I need energy. Ooh, I'm broke today. I need a raise. I need something like that. I need whatever that is. Oh, I'm lonely today. Maybe a friend. I can have lunch with a friend. Whatever it is, big or little, you have to ask your dragon. Um, I'm looking for a new job. Lead me in the right direction. Tell me what newspaper to buy. What, what site to go on to online. All sorts of things. But you have to ask. Um, and then you have to feed your dragon. Yep, yep. Now they don't eat, but they drink. And they drink a lot. So that's why you have to have a tangible little dragon. So you could use anything. I personally get little tiny um, like chalices, that dollhouse furniture. But the easiest thing most people use is to lid off a little water bottle. So you fill this up with water. Well, mine drink actually whiskey, but your dragon will let you know. Maybe start with water and you put it right here. Now you will actually definitely notice your dragon drinks more when you're giving it more jobs and working harder and it drinks less when it isn't. And of course you're going to go, oh, it's evaporation. Nope, nope. I had three of the exact containers and three of the exact liquids. One drank it, one dragon drank it in an hour, one in a day and one in a week. Evaporation doesn't work that way. My dragons actually move around because I have that kind of a house. Um, my dragons like to look out the window. During the day, they slowly torn towards the window. Once they were too far from their water, went closer, went swimming a little bit. Now, if you're not comfortable with that, remember this is your creation. It won't move around. If that scares you or makes you uncomfortable, just have it. This is your little plastic or toy or crystal or statue or stone. Dragon representing the dragon you have created. Now, if you travel, you could take it with you and feed it, or you could leave it home and tell it you're not going to eat this week, Puff. It's okay. It's not going to starve. It's symbolic. It's like lighting a candle in church or temple. It's it's okay. Or take it with you. It doesn't matter. Um, but you're going to have a new secret weapon, and you're going to see... You're going to see what it does. Since I've been teaching people this very simple creation of a dragon, again, it's called a fetish, a golem, a servitor, a gregor. It's There's a, mil, a tulpa, million names for it, good and bad, but you're creating a living spirit that works with you. Now, it's not a spirit guide. It's not God. You have to tell it. You can't say, show me what to do, dragon. No, you have to tell it what to do. Um, here's a good example. This one girl, um, she charged her dragon, and she was in an abusive relationship. It happened, stuck because of kids and money issues, an abusive relationship, and nothing she could do or say would make her husband stop. She charged her dragon. She went home. He did it again. But then she realized she never told her dragon she didn't like that. She told her dragon, he's never done it again. That's how it works. My most famous one, and I love the story. You might have heard it before. My most famous story is L.A. Dodgers. Yes, a few years back, um, they were winning really, really. I'm an L.A. girl. I'm, they were winning, winning, winning. Um, and then Sports Illustrated Magazine did a special on them, put them on the cover, said, best team ever, Dodgers. And then they tanked. They started losing, losing, losing game after game. 
Um, and then all these Dodgers, Dodgers fans, Dodgers sports people, not anybody who's a witch or a medium was like, it's the curse. It's a sports illustrated curse. Oh my gosh. Um, because somewhere down the line, and I think this is most curses, perhaps Sports Illustrated did a special on a on an athlete or a team, and then they tanked. And then it happened again. Once it happens twice, a curse has been created, not by anybody really, but by the people who self-fulfilling prophecy. So now I was called in again, not by somebody who would normally come to me. I was called in by Fred Rogan, the sportscaster, Rodney Pete, Vic DeBrick, all these people, sports radio, Dodgers. And I'm like, okay. So we did my lemon on crossing spell, which we'll talk about on another show. When you want to get rid of energy, you don't like curse or not. We did that. And we got a little blue dragon just like this. And we charged the blue dragon. We chanted to the blue dragon. We danced to the blue dragon. And the dragons won, 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 and made it to the playoffs that year changed everything from winning completely to losing completely to winning completely because they have a dragon. I hope they're still feeding it. This was pretty fun though because I made LA news, which that's not that hard. I'm an LA girl, but we made ESPN national. So that it was great. Here we are chanting to a dragon on ESPN. And I'm like, this is witchcraft on ESPN. Of course, their angle was a little bit like, here's what the crazy people in LA are doing, but it doesn't matter because it works, those crazy people in LA. Um, and my most, most magical and most showing the power of a dragon, the dragon will show you what power they have because they have the power you give it. As much faith as you have, like we always talk about, um, one girl, again, talking about taking your dragon or not, she left her dragon at home and and not going to feed you this week. Take care of my family at home, my animals, my house, everything else. And take care of me and my friends in Las Vegas for a girls' music weekend. They went to Vegas. It was a big two-day concert. The first day was great, hanging out. Second day, they're at the credit, hanging out. She grabbed her two girlfriends like this, and she said, my dragon said we have to leave right now. And her girlfriend's like, are you crazy? with what we paid for these tickets, whoever is on stage and you have a dragon, she had to drag them out. Moments later, that horrible massacre at Mandalay Bay happened, right where they were standing. The person, it was like a fishbowl shooter, boom, 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 into the crowd. She said her dragon had a voice. Her dragon literally said, leave now. She literally drug her friends. So that's how strong dragon magic is if you give it that power. So, so your dragon might have an outside voice like that. Maybe they sound like they're from Jersey. Maybe they sound like they got an English accent, What just like you set up your Siri. Um, or it may just, you might just hear it in your head. Like I should turn left here. I should call my mother. It's your creation, but no, it's as big as you went. it. Your dragon might be in a little plastic or rock or crystal thing, but it'll be as big as the planet if you let it. So create yourself a dragon. You want to know more? I actually explain it in my book, Old World Magic for the Modern World, which you can get on my website or on Amazon. Amazon has it in print or ebook or audiobook. And there's all about dragons right in there. Um, and I also have videos of it on YouTube, I think, and one of my old newsletters. So no excuse. Get yourself a dragon and you have a new superpower, I promise. That's your magic for today because magic is everywhere. Sometimes you just have to create it and breathe life into it yourself. And sometimes it has wings. <laughs> Magic's everywhere. We have some amazing magic for you today. Yes, I am bringing you my best friend. I am bringing you a birthday boy. I am bringing you the king of the vampires, the one and only Father Sebastian. Welcome, welcome, Sebastian. Rock and roll. Um, thank you. And just coincidentally, it happens to be your birthday. What birthday is it for everyone? My 480th. It pays to be a vampire, I tell you. And, and and I'm ahead of that. And you just keep the looks. <laughs> One of the great benefits to things. So um, anyway, thank you. Thank you for coming on. I'm sure almost everybody listening and or watching my show knows Father Sebastian because I talk about him all the time. And we're you see us on social media all over the world all the time. Um, but tell everybody a little bit about who, who you are, where you started. What is Endless Night and what is this? conglomerate oh, yeah. well basically i make fangs and throw parties for people to wear them 
And I, uh, I'm an Anne Rice fanboy. I love Anne Rice, an interview with the vampire. And I started basically back in the 1990s going to my prom and my girlfriend Dawn asked me, can you get us fangs for the prom? Because she had lupus and Lyme disease and she wasn't very healthy, sadly. And she did pass away a couple of years later, but um, she missed her prom and she wanted to feel some sense of immortality and power from being in a vampire. So she, uh, she was the catalyst that got me to get fangs and I got fangs. But first I went to my grandfather and I said, grandpa, who is an orthodontist, can you make me some fangs for uh, my prom? And he's like, you're a Satanist. No, 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 you're crazy. So I looked up and I found a fangsmith named Gregor from a company called Strange Blades. And on the 3rd of November, 1993, Don and I were at a convention called DEFCON in New Jersey. And we got our custom-made fangs made. And it was really cool. We went to the prom and we had a great time. But those fangs led me to so many things. And it eventually led me to becoming a fangsmith myself by working. Everybody asked me where to get the fangs. And I said, and they're like, your grandfather's a dentist. Why don't you just train under him? So my aunt came to me and said, I know a dentist that would be perfect for you. So she put me under the apprenticeship of a dentist, um, a prosthodontist. Like he's kind of like an oral surgeon. And we started a business together called Sabretooth. And I finally felt good about, about a year and a half later. And I sat my mom down on Christmas Day, 1994. And I said, Mom, I can't afford to give you a Christmas present because I was 18 at the time. But I can definitely make you a pair of fangs. And she's a big Anne Rice fan. So she was like, let's do it. And I made my first pair of fangs for my mom. I didn't even know that. That is awesome. That is pretty cool. And that has led to um, much more than just you make fans and you wear fangs. Um, the Endless Night Ball, I've been to them in, ah, in many. I've been to Dallas, New Orleans, which is a big one, Los Angeles, Salem. I think we're going to do one in Paris next year, it looks like. Yes. So, so um, what is the Endless Night Ball? Well, Endless Night began as the New York Vampire Ball because I went to the, um, I was at the Dark Shadows Festival in New York City in uh, 19, June of 1995, making fangs. It was my first professional fang-making appearance. And I was making fangs. I made fangs for a Catholic priest named Neil and a reporter, no, not a reporter, a press agent for a band called Typo Negative. Um, and her name was Sandy. And we connected that we we're fans of Peter Steele from Typo Negative, which was a vampire band, vampire metal band. And what happened was she dressed like Wednesday Adams all the time. And I really had to think for Wednesday Adams as an adult. And next thing I know, she's inviting me to New Orleans to go to the Memnock Ball, which was run by the Anne Rice Fan Club. And this event was the grandest vampire ball in history. There will never be an event of this scale or this caliber again. And I went to the Anne Rice Ball in 1995 in Halloween with Sandy and it changed my life. And there was people in mansions having parties everywhere. There was uh, hotels full of vampires. There was people dressed up in the French Quarter. And on Friday night, I believe it was October 28th, 1995, I got my velvet coat on. I was 19 years old. And I stood outside of the St. Elizabeth's Orphanage at 6 o'clock with Sandy. And suddenly, a horse-drawn hearse came around the corner. And two coffins came out. And they propped them up against the posts uh, right in front of the, uh, um, in front of the orphanage. And out came Anne Rice and the crowd went nuts. It was the grandest entrance I could imagine. <laughs> so this was my introduction to vampire balls. And I realized that there was a community for it in New York. And I needed to have an event that my fan clients could go to that was local. So I created the New York vampire ball, which eventually evolved into the endless night. 
and now it is the thing to do for everybody everywhere. Yeah, um, but the thing about Endless Night versus other events is that we're global. And, and it's a really good party. And it's more than a party. Magic is done there. It truly is. Yes, upstairs, there's the best DJs. There's the best bands. And we're going to talk about the upcoming one next month, the LA Ball. Um, and But but also, there might be downstairs, there might be, it, there's, well, there's Howling at Midnight, of course. There's Ritual. There is Magic. There is all sorts of things underneath things, as vampires do, that just, I'm going to tell everybody where we first met. So if everybody doesn't know, we met on Ghost Adventures. It was an episode of Ghost Adventures. Um, it was at Zach's Museum. I've been several there. And I didn't know who was there because I never get to know who's anywhere. And I'm blocked in the little gypsy cabin. And I, and I see somebody on the floor in my mind. Um, and it was him. <laughs> It was him. He would have been knocked out by, there's a mirror, about little Gosi's mirror and all this stuff. And we just became fast friends. Just weird. Bloody Mary, a mutual friend of both of ours was there. And then of course, Zach and his whole team. Um, but it, I don't know what it was, but I do remember when you first asked me, you, you offered me fangs. I well, you want to fang me. And I'm like, well, you're really cute and all that. <laughs> but I don't know. My idea of vampires, I'm, I'm, a, I'm a witch, I'm a lot medium, I'm psychic, but I didn't have the right understanding of vampires. It's like thinking psychic vampires on the negative side of what that is. And I'm like, I don't know. So I literally started looking into you and not just your fang making and parties, your philosophy, your belief system, the religion side of things. And I'm like, and that's when I really fell in love. Oh my God, this is my kind of magic dressed slightly different, slightly different deity and working, but it it's magic. It's, it's, I'm like, oh, okay, fang me, fang me. <laughs> well, fangs are magic themselves. Yes. A vampire magic, a yes. kind of magic. A definite kind of magic. And I learned that in acting school when I was young, what they would call mask work. When to get out of yourself, to be a good actor, you have to get out of yourself. So they would do, oh, put on a mask, put on a weird wig. And then you have this personal freedom to be somebody more than you are, somebody different than you are. That's exactly what things do, I think. And we've well, got- Things do four things that I've observed. Would what? you like to know? Yes, I would. You are the expert. Well, I've, these hands have made over 20,000 pairs in the last 25 years. Uh, that's my guesstimate of how many I've made. And I have a pretty sizable mailing list of, of saber-toothed fan clients. So the first thing masks are, are a mask. Or fangs are, are a mask. Yeah. And they psychologically, when you put a mask on, a lot of inhibitions go away. And I came up with this point because when I was in Venice Carnival in 2011, I was walking through the alleys and the streets and I was looking for this one party that I couldn't find. And a guy in a uh, plague mask costume came up to me and goes like this. And he walks down an alley, down to the canal, and he turns around and he goes like this. It was obviously someone I knew, okay? Because I've seen, I was at the meet and greet for the event earlier that day, and he walked in the door. And he, he goes like this, doesn't talk, doesn't speak, and just puts his finger up, and then eventually walks into the uh, room, closes the door, and then a few minutes later, the door opens and, and uh, a guy in another mask says, come in. And I went into this amazing party on a canal that was w with a bunch of fan clients, and I never found out who that guy was in that costume. Wow. So you can have these inhibitions released and you can be somebody else. And Carnival was something that I've been to three times and it was really magnificent with all the secret rooms and, and corners and, and, and a mystery. So fangs are a mask. The second thing they are is a connection to your primal nature because you want to growl and howl and, and like, be primal with it. So primal spirituality. Yeah, you feel like more connected to the great beasts of the wild, like the bear or the lion or the, 
even even birds of prey or felines or wolves okay it creates that modern yet predatory kind of vibe and then fangs are also a magic trick so every person that wears fangs they're so real to you and so real to the person talking to you that you can have a spend a suspension of belief and that's where the fantasy comes in and of course the final thing they are is an incredible sex toy because everybody <laughs> wants to wants to know what fangs are like to kiss kiss with and have and they're arousing for some people so i definitely am a person with a fang fetish i love seeing ladies with fangs even some guys i'll admit and i just think that fangs are downright sexy oh they are they are completely when you put them in you are way more sexy immediately i mean yeah and you and can wear fangs with anything <laughs> your dressy fangs your not dressy fangs yeah and and with being saber tooth which is a father sebastian saying you do a little oath and ritual when you i remember it you're not seeing yours you have yes your hands in all of our mouths from all over and you're doing it look feels like you're at a dentist it looks like you're at a dentist with the drills and all this stuff but you don't get to see what's going on and 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 there's a whole reveal so tell people you, you do a little oath and you do a thing and you make promises and well the main thing is is that i wanted to make the experience not just getting a pair of fangs to be something that like is like getting a special effects thing i wanted to create a ceremony that would do it so over the years i've developed something called the right of trans the rights of transformation and it's varied over the years. But the first thing is I have the client go like this and they have to say, by the power of Sebastian, I will not eat with my fangs on. I will not sleep with my fangs on. I can drink with my fangs on. I can smoke with my fangs on. I promise Sebastian that I give him consent to touch my head for the next hour. <laughs> and I will not look in the mirror until I get permission and finally i will have great sex with my fangs on and people laugh and giggle and then it creates a mystery it creates an experience that people go just for the experience with me to get the fangs and i try to do it with everybody but people i i used to have a big book that i'd give names out and to this day i've had at least 100 people change their legal names to the name that they picked out of the book. Really? Yeah. But the problem is, is that I only had 10,000 names. I ran out after a couple years. So I give people the ability to create a nightside name or a vampire name, okay? And I have a couple articles on how to do that and how to research it and how to create a unique name. So that's part of it. And then I, but the reveal is the most important part. And what happens with, with the reveal is that they look in the mirror, they close their eyes. I sometimes spin them around three times, depending on which country I'm in. Because I've made fangs in 27 countries. Sabretooth is an international community. And what happened was, what happens is, is that they close their eyes and then they open them up and they look for the first time with their fangs on. And it, it's amazing. Last yeah. week, I made fangs from for the woman who played Pam in True Blood. And she was like, wow, these fangs are amazing. And I made fangs for Juliet Landau and Zach Baggins. And a lot of celebrities come to me and get fangs. And they get them for personal reasons, not just for going on TV. Yeah. Yeah. The girl you just did from True Blood, her reaction was brilliant. Because you take takes pictures. I have pictures of me going, ah. Um, her reaction was just was brilliant to that and everybody reacts differently some people smile some people get really serious and go and some people laugh some people cry it's like in lost boys when the frog brother said all vampires go out in different ways some implode some explode some melt some blah 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 and it's true vampires are born that moment that second when they you can see something the gears turning in the person's brain and behind their eyes and they're really in the moment and it's 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 so beautiful to see that and you know 
I, I, I've started a new company called Sabretooth 3D, which I don't have this experience as deeply with because we're pre 3D printing vampire teeth now. And we're doing a lot of mail order. So yeah. I'm coming up with ways for people to be able to do the right of the mirror a little bit Good. more remotely. Because not everybody can get here to Los Angeles or wherever you are in those moments. So that's a great ad. So for so somebody now, everybody out there, I'm sure is going to want to have fangs like we do. So now when they get their fangs, they have something coming. Um, what do they have to do? What do we have coming up just next month on February? Well, the... I can only, I'm only one guy, okay? And I have a lot of other businesses that I run. So I make fangs in person, which I call OG, usually for a limited number of people before a vampire ball. Um, uh, we're moving over to being able to scale up the ability to make more and more fangs by, uh, I partnered with the dental lab here in Los Angeles that you can uh, send your impression in and we can get you can get an impression kit for a specific impression kit that we refer you to and you can get your fangs and it takes about four to six weeks because we're really backed up uh but that's the new school the old school is the ritual and the ceremony and and a lot of people really wait for that and i take a limited number of appointments for, for a ball don't try to get me the day of the vampire ball it's impossible um, because I'm running the event and it takes about 45 minutes and you can book on my website, fathersebastian.com. Yeah. Spelled with two A's. Yeah. So, and you guys do it. I promise. And I'm going to get to our school next, but before we talk about our school and, and your philosophy and your books, um, what do we have coming up February 19th? It's vampire time in Los Angeles. Yeah. It's the sixth or seventh annual Los Angeles Vampire Ball, Endless Night, produced by Endless Night Productions. We're going to be at the Globe Theater, which is our perfect ven venue. It's a theater of the vampire style event. Um, it's the it, it's one of my favorite cities. I mean, I obviously live in LA, but the venue for the Vampire Ball is at the Globe Theater down at 740 South Broadway. And it is just a gorgeous venue. It's got opera boxes. It's got um, a giant LED display, uh, a great sound system, three levels. It's an old, it's an old Broadway theater, and it's just stunning. And we do it President's Day weekend every every year on the Sunday. We're booked out for the next five years, so you know that. Um, President's Day Sunday, we're going to do that. And then what we do is we do a pre-party with uh, Bar Sinister, which is their biggest night of the year. So the Vampire Ball here is huge. And we cap it at around 1,200 people because there's so many wings and hoop skirts and hats and, and spider things coming off people. Uh, the event starts at nine o'clock for VIPs for the red carpet until 10. Then we have a band called Gene Loves Jezebel, a very old famous goth band that's going to be playing from 1030 to uh, 1115, uh, which I'm really excited because I grew up with their music and I've never seen them live. Then at midnight, we have The Howl and a special guest that is going to blow everybody's mind that I can't announce yet. It's going to be really cool. We have a very special celebrity guest that we're going to reveal on stage. We might we might announce the person beforehand, but we had Guillermo from What We Do in the Shadows last year, Harvey Guillaume, who is a wonderful host, but he's gotten so successful right now because he's he's blown up. He was in Puss in Boots. And then at midnight, after midnight, we have a variety variety act with a fire show or a snake show or a belly dancer. Um, those will be surprises. And then after a couple of variety acts, we have the costume, the best dressed contest. And we, uh, if you want to be participating in that, um, talk to Johanna Moresco of the crew shadows. She's our costume, uh, our best dressed hostess. And then the, the party goes on to a dance party until three o'clock. 
And then at three o'clock, we play the time warp, which people wait for all night. And the time warp, and it's just awesome seeing like 300 people doing the time warp yeah. on stage and on the balcony and the opera boxes. And it's just a really good closing event. And we love to have fun. We're not taking ourselves so seriously. Um, there's no secret rooms for drinking blood. Uh, it's We like to make our company feel like a dark Disneyland. Yeah, that's perfect. It, dark Disneyland, yes. So, that's the, so anyway, so that's February 19th. And where can people find out about it? Endlessnight.com? Endlessnight.com. That's, Endless that's the one-stop shop for all Endless Night events and merchandise. Yep, yep, great merch. Um, so speaking about merchandise, you do, again, which why I went your way, um, you have some books. If people want to know more about the more magical side of vampirism, do you have your books with you right now? I do not. I sold, I, I gave my last copy to a friend who on. was begging me for it. But right. what's really cool is on the 1st of February, the audio book for Black Veils comes out. Okay, so you want to know the difference between the two books, Patty? Yes. Okay, the Everybody black. The, the black and white one is called Black Veils. Uh huh. And Black Veils is a book that is for everybody that wants to know about the vampire lifestyle, mythology, uh, cuisine, culture, philosophy. There's a little section in the back for magic, and each Black Veil is kind of like an app that you can use, and it's you pick and choose which black veils you like. Mm -hmm. And the forward was written by Rosemary Ellen Guiley, RIP, rest in peace, my love, um, who was a very famous author. And this was her last forward. And the book is endorsed by G. Tom Mack, and, uh, uh, who wrote the uh, Cry Little Sister song. And a whole bunch of different people came together to do that. You got a quote in there. And then the Strigabai book is for someone who wants to explore the path of the vampire witch. Okay, that's an, in, an initiatory system. And it is about the secrets of immortality and vampire magic. So you look at, can look like him at 480. And yeah, is, right? However old. Um, anyway, so yes, you guys check out those books. Um, can you get them on Endless Night? You can buy them through endlessnight.com, uh, but you cannot buy the Strig of Eye book currently through Amazon. It's only a special edition okay. through, um, it was called Sanguinomicon and Vampire Magic, if you if you have that, those books. Um, the Strig of Eye book is a revised and combined edition of two of them. It's only available in hardcover from uh, the Endless Night website right now. However... Uh, it will be going up as an audio book and a soft cover on Amazon uh, in the next couple months. Okay, beautiful. Okay, so now before we go, what we did something a year or so ago, because of who you are and because of who I am, we started a school. It really is, my, to me, it is my passion project of everything. Universitymagicus.com or Magic U, as we are calling it now. You teach there, I teach there. We have all sorts of other amazing teachers there. What do you want to talk about our school? Well, University Magic has started because I was in uh, Paris at the time. And my little sister went to me and she's like, I want to get a, t a sweatshirt for the Sorbonne, which is the oldest university in the world. The Sorbonne is, is the Paris, it's kind of the Harvard of Paris. And she wanted to get a Sorbonne shirt. And I said, uh, they don't do those kind of merchandise, okay, official merchandise, because Europeans don't include sports in school, uh, in, in university. The university is to study, not play football, okay? And so I was thinking about it, and I held an event at an Austrian castle that we called Vamp Warts um, or Vamp Camp, and it was a special gathering that I held every other year for my fan clients at a castle in the, in the Alps of Austria. And I started a magic class and I'm like, this would be great as a university magicus. So university magicus got its name from this castle. It was called Berg Finstergrün, if you want to look it up. It's got a little ghost. Um, the pandemic kind of ended that event. 
but we might start it up again. It was a really, really wonderful experience to have 500 uh, vampires in a castle out in Austria. Um, but it really never took off. I, I made some sweatshirts for University Magicus and some uh, a logo. And then when you and Nick came to me and said, Nick wants to start a magic school, I was like, all right, I'll try it out. And then we tried his Haunted Diary and then we wanted to rebrand and I already had the logo and the brand ready to go. So yeah. that's how University Magicus came to be born as the brand. And we were we were doing a lot of like, our, our organization was not as good as it could be. So I researched programs and we had a custom program developed that lets us create like a Udemy or a uh, teachable version of the school. So we can now catalog all our classes. We launched on the uh, 21st of uh, December, which was great, but we're finally getting the website working and everything up to date. We're coming into it an iPhone app and we're rebranding as Magic U. So you can see our logo, University Magic is magicu.org and we spell it with an ICK and we have all sorts of teachers. And right. All sorts of teachers, vampires, witches, werewolves. Danny's a werewolf. Satanist, yeah. Richard Lyle, Catholic dude, endless New Agers. We have New Agers. We're not prejudiced. We don't teach any one belief system. We we give them all. So yes, yes, you guys, and and it's a really cute logo he came up with. It's beautiful. So um, yeah, check out our school, MagicU.org, University Magicus. Um, and other than that, I don't know what to talk about. I just, this, it's, it's, this is like what we do every day. We work, we go up to Lake Hollywood. We work out all the time. We do our Wednesday Vampire Lounge. We travel the world together. I honestly see him way more than I see my husband. I think he sees me way more than he sees his wife. Uh, <laughs> oh my God, you have an anniversary coming up. Last year yeah, at the I, I actually, I officiated your wedding. To of course, to who else could do it? Yes, it's an anniversary. And I must say, that was the coolest wedding I ever did. Because we did a private daytime one in my backyard in the Hollywood Hills. Classic black and white garden wedding with a little white chairs and a little arch and, and a beautiful vampire wedding. And then come that night, 1,200 people and exploding cannons. And it was fun. And I'm, just I'm like, <laughs> It was very, it was, it was great. So happy almost anniversary. Absolutely. Thank you. And it's, um, it's going to be a great birthday because Patty, you're taking me out to dinner. That's right. Yay. I'm taking you yeah, out to dinner. Right. Steak. Steak. Things for your birthday. Yeah. Steak. I want to bring, oh, bring Carrie. Vampires eat steak. Uh, yes. He comes over and brings steak. We all go because uh, vampires eat steak. Though I do know vegan vampires. Yeah. It's a new There's world. a lot of vegan vampires. We should do a special on a class on vegan vampirism. We we should. We, yeah, you, you, uh, yeah, I think that would be great. Because um, it isn't. I mean, I talk often how witches are so misconstrued and misunderstood due to Hollywood and books and everything. Vampires are even more misunderstood. But again, vampire to say you're a vampire can mean a lot of things, right? You could. There's lifestyle vampires. There's dress up vampires. There's sanguine. Guess what I got last night? What? Heather, Dr. Heather, sent me the first chapter of my biography that she's writing about me. Yay. And it was eerie to read some stuff that I completely forgot about from my childhood that she dug up. She's interviewing my mom and my dad. Wow. Oh, I can't and, wait. Yeah, so th uh, this Halloween, the vampire Sebastian comes out. And uh, I call her Dr. Heather. She's a professor at Otis University College of Art. And she's, I've been teaching her vampire class every year for the last six years. And I'm really honored to have her uh, be writing my, my biography, I guess. Yeah. And it's going to be really cool. And she's, she's been on uh, Mythbusters and UFO shows. And she's an actual PhD in mythology. Wow. 
Wow, that is good. Yeah, no, this is going to be great. I'm, and I know, I know the part. I even know that you've lived a very colorful life, so and a very magical life. So this will be great. So we have something to look forward to. It's what I'm really most excited about is sharing the history of the vampire culture from my perspective. Okay, so what I see, what what I embrace about the vampire culture. Again, I'm learning. I'm studying just like everybody else on it. I love being part of rituals when we do rituals. When I I am learning. But what I like about it, which fits into my plot, is that, again, we embrace life. We crank it up. It's, ah, it just, you know, to a hedonistic point of view, that that's what I love about this. So um, what are some suggestions to anybody, whether they choose to take on the, the moniker of vampire or not, life tips that you suggest for people? Because th this show is all about just what you could do to make your life happier, better, more magical, or, you know, combined what I think is important about the vampire world is that the perspective of the Black Veils and Strigovai and the Sabretooth Clan and all my projects and everything I do is about empowerment, okay? Not to dwell on the victim mentality, but to empower yourself to be able to be engaged in life and love life. Have a good time, okay? No matter what comes your way, it can be handled. And with a positive attitude and an empowered attitude, you can get through almost anything. And life is not fair. And that's the first thing that I teach my, my, my students is that life is got shit, okay? There's gonna be bad things that are gonna happen, but how you handle them and, and the vibration of what you do is how it, how it turns out. 100%. So you guys embrace life, empower life. It's your life, nobody else. You're right. You, we can't control other people, but we can control how we let them affect us if we let them affect us and we create our own life. So um, one more time. So everybody, we have endlessnight.com. Go find out about the balls and the events and the salons and things all over the world and fathersebastian.com to find, to get yourself some things and in whichever style rock and roll so thank you again to have my best friend on his birthday and my father of my vampire world um thank you i'm honored to have you on thank you